So what does it feel like to die? Inspiring new insights about the experience of dying. This book title has really caught my attention. Tell me about the book. I got interested in the subject in the way so many of us do through through my mother um, being diagnosed with a with a fatal illness, mm. and then through being a hospice volunteer, starting a couple of years after she died. And I had one signature experience at the beginning of her her hospice when we sat down with her nurse, and the nurse said, do you want to know what it feels like as your body starts shutting down? And at that point, my mom had had cancer for six years, and for about four, she'd known that that was probably what was going to kill her. And she'd had so many doctors and nurses and clinics appointments, and as far as I know, no one had talked to her about the physical particularities of what it was going to feel like, of what was going on with her body as she died. And, and we felt such a sense of relief. And I, and I think I just kept coming back to that sense of I wanted knowledge. I wanted information about dying because we we knew that's what was going to happen and we talked about it but our but her doctors and nurses and medical practitioners didn't and i and i think knowledge can be so helpful can help you know can feel like relief for a lot of us what did you learn that surprised you I think I learned a lot of little things that surprised me. And and one of them was um, there's a nurse researcher named Nessa Coyle, and she coined this term for the existential slap. And she had worked with a lot of patients who had advanced cancer, and she said when they first got that diagnosis, there's this feeling of, of meaninglessness that hits a lot of us <clears throat> that we that that we tend to think in terms of what are we going to do tomorrow what happens next year what kind of vacation money relationships our our whole place in the world is defined by the sense of of ongoing life and when we really realize that we are going to die, that it's not just this, it becomes something more than intellectual knowledge, that changes everything. And and there's been quite a bit of research on that idea. In fact, there were these two doctors who said that sense of existential crisis goes on for about three months. For, for most people, that you're, you're sort of stuck in this crazy tailspin, but we come out of it, most of us. And it, and it, it was so helpful to me to, to hear that this is something that most people experience, that, that my mom and the rest of us weren't the only ones going through it, and also knowing that there's an, an end to the worst part of it.
what specifically do you want your fellow caregivers to learn from uh, your experience and from reading the book? I I think um I I think it's it's a combination of of those ideas of that that knowledge that you're not the only one which again we we know intellectually but but sometimes it's hard to believe and that there there are researchers and scientists and doctors who've gathered this body of information that that's out there and i think we see a lot of books with anecdotal experiences and and wonderful stories about dying but but as far as knowing about the the physical experience or or what we might expect to go through you don't see as much of that in the popular press but it but it exists and you can look it up online and 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 it's out there and i think that's really helpful and then i i have a couple of chapters on coping and growing and it, it, I think it's really helpful to know that, that people do both of those things, that people who have a fatal diagnosis continue to grow a lot of times, and some people cope exceptionally well. And, to, and the very knowledge of that, I think, makes the possibility greater that, that will be, that that can happen for us. You obviously you're an expert on hospice, and you've uh, been with a lot of people going through hospice. The challenge is always with a family caregiver is um, uh, what they know or what they think they know or what they've been told about hospice, and that a lot of times um, their loved ones should be on hospice a lot earlier than they are. What what can you say to help us demystify the concept of hospice for family caregivers? Mm-hmm. It's it's so crazy to me that that so many people are still afraid of hospice, and I and I'm I don't know how much of that is because of false myths out there, and how much of it is connected to dying can be so so scary. And I I think one of the things that's helpful is knowing that that hospice helps dying be less scary and that hospice has nothing to do with making people die faster. What One of the first things you learn if you have any association with hospice is that, in fact, a lot of people improve as soon as they go on hospice care. Yes. And your life may even be lengthened because there's so good and so trained at providing you with support, with um, pain um, amelioration, with with all kinds of the services that you really need if you have a, a terminal diagnosis. And an, another thing that I think people don't realize is there's there's a lot of caregiver support associated with hospice. There's a chaplain if you're interested. There's social worker. There are volunteers, and and you probably know this as well as anyone. Caregivers tend to try to take on too much, and then you get overwhelmed, and you can't provide 
the the basics of what you need and hospice helps with helps it doesn't provide 24 7 caregiving but it sure provides some support to caregivers as well as patients and and actually you're exactly right my first experience with with hospice was many years ago Uh, my mom's best friend's husband was passing and when I walked into their uh, bedroom where he was uh, there was a hospice team member on the in the in the room there was a hospice team member on the phone and they were asking about her he was in he he was very comfortable he had the right bed he had the right equipment he had the right everything he needed the right support but they were spending their time asking about her health the caregiver and i thought mm. this is really interesting and you know the thing that i learned is hospice is not a place it's a concept as you said you can come in and out of it depending on you know the hospice experience sometimes so good that you 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 get well too well to be in hospice my grandmother was in and out four five six times mm. but i never i never met a more loving group of people than the hospice team members that i've been involved with 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 family members my challenge i think is how do we help educate our doctors that hospice isn't failing that that the path when the path calls for hospice they need to help us on it do you have any advice for caregivers on how to talk to their loved ones doctors when they're when they don't know enough about hospice <laughs> that's a that's a hard one i think um i Knowing to ask is is a big first step, right? To say, is it time to be on hospice? And and you can also say, how will I know when it's time? If a, if a doctor is is hesitant or reluctant, how will how will I know? And you can also call hospice yourself. You have to actually have a referral from a doctor, of course, to enroll in hospice. But it, but hospice personnel are happy to talk to caregivers and and give you support or advice for when your loved one might need to enroll or when it's time you might be able to get to to enroll in hospice so you you can go direct to hospice for for advice and support for what to take to your doctor depending on what their particular reluctance is but but I also find a lot of times doctors are reluctant to bring it up because they know it can be so hard for mm. family members to face the fact that that someone close to them is dying. And if you are willing to bring up the subject yourself, then they may well open right up. And this may not be fair because you're already a hospice expert. But I was wondering if you learned anything from your interviews with family caregivers for uh, research for your book, What Does It Feel Like to Die? I learned so much from caregivers and from patients. And I am, I don't see myself as an expert. I feel like I've, I've learned the information for my book from the interviews that I've conducted and the, the research I've done in in reading what's available. And I was really careful 
as I volunteered for hospice, to respect people's privacy and to try to never treat my practice as as research in and of itself. But you learn so much from observing people. And I'd, I'd see caregivers who who really knew how to how to just be how to not try to fix things for their family members because of course that's that's the first impulse so many of us have right to walk in and want to do things and sometimes our our best role is to be with a person and 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 witness and I've and I think I've I've also learned just watching the laws. And I and you you it leaves me speechless, right? It's it's so powerful. And and as caregivers, we learn from that love, right? We our lives are enriched by it. It sounds like you were inspired. By your research, for <laughs> I absolutely the book. was yeah. inspired. Yes. What what point in the caregiving life cycle would you suggest people um, pick up your book and and read it? That's a really good question because I was talking to someone just yesterday, and I said, you know, right after my mother died, there is no way I would have wanted to read my book. I, I needed to just grieve for about a year. <laughs> and I think I would have loved to have this information early on when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And then as we dealt with the, the medical problems that emerged, as we thought about what was going to happen next, I think my book would have been really helpful then. And then I, when I was ready to volunteer for hospice about two years after my mom had died, is when I would have opened back up and, and really been interested and was interested in learning more about what she went through. Because I was so, I was so curious about what she had experienced. It, it sounds, you know, Caregiving and hospice is is a path that many people have uh, walked, and everyone's situation is different. But to know what might be coming is seems to me when the caregivers I've talked to um, is very comforting. So it seems to me as soon as you hear you're going to be a caregiver, you're a caregiver, you should run out and buy this book. <laughs> of course, I agree with that. <laughs> Yes, I think that it, it would have been so nice to know more. It, and, uh, and for me, this kind of information from, from researchers, so based on evidence from people who are in the field seeing people who are dying or have advanced diseases, is, is really helpful for preparing you for what may come. So now I ask the question I ask every celebrity, every caregiver, every expert, every author. So you're in good company when you say, oh, why'd you ask me that? Hmm. What would be the one most important piece of advice you would have 
for family caregiver? I'm thinking. <laughs> I told you it wasn't simple. <laughs> I um I my guess is you're going to want to do it all by yourself. You're you're going to want to to be there and 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 do everything. And you can't and you you have to give yourself a break, and you also have to provide other kinds of support for for your family member or your loved one. And so I I think it's seek help and support, and if you can pay people whatever you can do because because it might take longer than you think, and it'll sure take more of yourself than you think. 